Welcome back to Topless Government. I'm your host, Crystal Ellerby. Today's episode is just entitled Lame Duck. And I'm sure a lot of you are scratching your head and saying, damn, what does she mean by lame duck? I know a lot of you inside the Beltway, which means D.C., Maryland, Virginia, are you probably know what lame duck is. But for those of you that live out in the real world, lame duck is something that we're about to experience after the midterm elections. So as everybody knows, Congress adjourned. I'm sorry. No, they recessed. Pardon me. They recessed for the midterm elections. And so once the midterm elections are concluded, we're still not going to know the outcome um, with regards to some of the races. And we're not going to know about them until probably January 2023. But I digress because I really want to get into lame duck because I have to be honest. I'm like, that's a cool, funky name, lame duck. But I will tell you this. It's actually steeped in tradition. So, you know, House and Senate will be back in session on November 14th. And so I am about to provide you with the actual definition of lame duck from the horse's mouth, so to speak, the United States Senate. The United States Senate's website has a reference desk that goes over so much stuff you know, Senate precedent, Senate rules and procedure, but they go into some of the terminology. And so I want to share that with you, my citizen legislators. So here is what lame duck is and how it's defined. So when Congress is in session after a November election and before the beginning of a new Congress, it is known as a quote unquote lame duck session. Prior to the adoption of the 20th Amendment to the Constitution back in 1933, new Congresses convened um, in December of odd-numbered years, allowing the post-election Congress to meet and pass legislation for more than a year. The 1933 Amendment changed the convening date for a new Congress to January 3rd of odd number years, shortening the time between the election and the beginning of a new Congress to just two months. Since that time, Congress has met in lame duck session to conclude urgent or unfinished business. Now that's from the horse's mouth. I, okay, I had no idea that the 20th Amendment started all, like defined a lame duck session and, and changed the way that Congress reconvenes for a new Congress. So January 3rd, 2023 is when Congress will reconvene as a 118th Congress. But again, I didn't know this. I learned something new and so did you. So I hope you found that information helpful. So let's delve into that we're only less than a month away, four weeks away from the midterm elections. And I, for one, have been trying 
to figure out what's going to happen during the lame duck session. Congress needs to finish, first and foremost, the fiscal year 2023 appropriation bills. Now, the scuttlebutt that I've been hearing from Senate committee staff is that there's likely going to be an omnibus appropriations bill. And what an omnibus appropriations bill is, all 12 individual bills wrapped up into a very large bill. I can I can tell you from past experience working on the Hill and even as a lobbyist right now, an omnibus bill is thousands of pages long. And I can tell you, I do read them, not going to lie. Um, what I normally read is the explanatory report which goes into the policy. Um, and also it goes into the community project funding um, that is included in the bill for individual pro projects, for nonprofits, for state and local governments. I'm just telling you, it's just, it's, it's just a wealth of information and I totally geek out about it. But on top of that, okay, cause we gotta keep our government running. We gotta keep our government running. Because as you will recall from a previous episode when I talked about appropriations, Congress passed back in September a continuing resolution which will keep the government operating until December 16th, 2022. So we're operating under a continuing resolution. Now, besides the, you know, the completion of the FY23 appropriations, Let's talk about the National Defense Authorization Act. Senate came back in this week and they started debate on the bill. And they also started to offer amendments. And gosh, I got to tell you, there are over 900 amendments that have been filed to the bill. And the House completed its work on their version of the bill. And the Senate is actually taking up the House passed bill. But what they're going to do is they're going to provide uh, a substitute amendment. And so that is going to be the base bill that they're going to be working on. But also on top of that, there are a bunch of health care um, issues that are out there. So today is October 13th. Guess what today it signifies? Today is actually the last day that the emergency COVID-19 proclamation by the president is going to expire. Now, not sure if they're going to let it expire. If they do, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to happen. Those folks that have been utilizing telemedicine, telehealth, to visit their doctors, that's going to go away. And, you know, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a pretty thing. Cause just think about a lot of folks that live in remote rural areas or who are elderly or who are, who, who just can't move around on their own. They were able to get their prescriptions filled via telehealth. They're not going to be able to do that if, the, you know, the emergency pandemic declaration expires. So that's one of the other things that may be likely up during the lame duck session. Then also, 
tax extenders. And what I mean by tax extenders, it's about extending these tax bills that are about to expire and they run the gambit. Also, the child care tax credit, which has benefited a lot of families in our country. Uh, it was included in the, um, the past COVID-19 package, I believe through the, um, the American Rescue Plan. Then also, they got to work on potentially an emergency supplemental for Hurricanes Fiona and, and Ian. Uh, as you would recall, again, in my episode about appropriations and the continued resolution, within the continuing resolution, there was increased funding for FEMA's disaster relief fund, which will provide the necessary financial resources for those rebuilding after hurricanes Fiona and Ian. I mean, I, I can just run the list and you know on what might occur during lame duck, but I gotta tell you, I mean, it's just so much that Congress has to get done. I mean, like with the omnibus appropriations, I mean, there's likely to be policy riders attached to it. They're going to light it up like a Christmas tree. And so it's going to be interesting to see during lame duck if Congress is going to get everything done. Now, it's contingent on the outcome of the midterm elections. And that's that's the truth. So if Republicans take back the House, they, I mean, they are already objecting to any negotiations on an omnibus. I mean, they voted against the continuing resolution. So don't think that they're going to, if they if they get back control of the House, or even if Republicans get back both chambers, they're not going to want to help out the Democrats in any way, shape, or form. Although I know some Republicans have said that you know they would like to clear the decks and then start a new January 3rd, 2023. They would they would like to do that. But you have some very conservative Republicans who are like, no, we want to hold the line. We don't want to give Democrats any kind of favor. They're gonna try and block everything. And remember, we are still in a 50-50 split agreement in the Senate. The House, we have, you know, the Democrats have a slight majority, but you would have to keep the entire House caucus lock, stop, and step together. You would have to do it to get to get anything passed. So lame duck is going to be a hell of a ride. But also I know um, same-sex marriage is maybe a topic policy topic that may come up during lame duck. Also election reform. Now the House has already passed their bill and then the Senate has been working on theirs and it's been reported that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, supports the Senate bill. But most Republicans on the House and Senate side don't support the House pass bill. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can get election reform done as well, because we don't want to repeat performance of January 6th and the 2020 presidential election. And also with regards to January 6th, the January 6th 
select committee is they're going to hold a, their final hearing on the January 6th insurrection because that's what I call it because it was an insurrection against our democracy and our country. So I think they're going to lay out the case. It's their closing argument, so to speak. And um, it's going to be quite interesting to see what else that they will bring up, what they have uncovered. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, again, there's just so much that's going to be going on in lame duck. When they get back from the midterm elections, you got freshman orientation on the House and Senate side. Then on top of that, you got leadership elections. And then you have to, the freshman members um, in both chambers and even um, the incumbent members that have survived midterm elections, you know, everybody's going to have to figure out committee assignments. I mean, you know, there are going to be some incumbents who are who may want to change committees. So that is also going to be taking place during lame duck as well. I mean, I got to honestly tell you, I mean, there's just so much stuff that 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 could just happen. I mean, it's just I mean, it's just I mean, it's unreal about what could happen. And um I don't know. I mean, I just I'm just hoping that they just adjourn signy die. <laughs> just please. Just 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 adjourn signy die and and get this 117th Congress over with. Because I mean, this is just it's been a long 117th Congress. It's been a productive 117th Congress, but I got to tell you, I mean, there's still a lot that needs to be done. I mean, if the Democrats hold the Senate, you know, that's going to change what they want to get done. I mean, I know um, right now there's negotiations going on about FY23 appropriation bills. Um, I mean, they got to clear the decks on that first and foremost. And I mean, you know, and when the Senate comes back in, you know, they're going to start voting on the National Defense Authorization Act and all 900 plus amendments. I mean, they're going to have to clear the deck on that. I mean, remember, I mean, the Senate is called the deliberative body for a reason. You know, it's so much, you know, hot air in that chamber. But, you know, they got that critical deadline of December 16th. And if they don't meet it, government shutdown. And, you know, my friends, my citizen legislatures, legislators, a government shutdown is not good. It's not pretty. It's not helpful. Um, it's actually a national security risk for us, to be perfectly honest, because you're stopping and going, you know, on, you know, funding for critical programs. I mean, it's just not right. I mean, it's, you know, it's not right at all. And, you know, just think about, you know, those folks in Florida and in Puerto Rico who are recovering from hurricanes Fiona and Ian. I mean, also think about what happened in South Carolina and, and specifically in, in Charleston. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. It, I mean, this is this is going to be like interesting to see what exactly is going to happen. I mean, I, I I'm just 
I don't know. I mean, I, I just think that there's just so much that's at state with regards to this. And, you know, a lot of folks are like, well, you know, some people like Politico, they reported, you know, several days ago that, you know, they thought that, you know, lame duck was going to be lame. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think that, I mean, I think that headline is wrong. Um, you know, you have the two senators from Florida who are insisting that there be an individual emergency supplemental for Hurricane Ian outside of the appropriations bill, the omnibus appropriations bill. So that's an emergency supplemental. I mean, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. It just does. And I just think that with Hurricane um, Ian, I mean, it's, I mean, the damage was catastrophic. It was. It was catastrophic. You know, they got to worry about their transportation infrastructure, their homes, buildings, schools, universities. I mean, you know, it's just, it's a lot. I mean, I mean, and I know folks, you know, one of the critical things, you know, the Electoral Count Act bill, you know, again, we, that bill provides safeguards against future attempts to challenge fairly decided elections. We do not want not another January 6th. We do not. And so I don't know. I mean, you know, it's a 50-50 Senate. And then on top of that, Senator Joe Manchin wants his per, uh, energy permitting bill. And they were trying to attach that to the continuing resolution. And Republicans said, no, we want we, we do not want that. We want a clean continuing resolution or the shorthand of it, abbreviated CR, um, Republicans had threatened to to filibuster. I mean, they are threatening to filibuster. So, I mean, there's a lot at stake here. I mean, there, there just is. And I mean, I just, you know, they're talking about Republicans want to talk about border control. And they don't think that this administration has been doing a lot. Um, I, I think they're wrong. But, I mean, this is something that they've been highlighting. I know they've been highlighting, you know, the crime rates in 12 major cities. Because um, back, back last month in Pittsburgh, the House caucus, Republican caucus, went to uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to talk about their commitment to America. So it's their blueprint or on what they will do once they get back in power in the 118th Congress. And I gotta tell you, I'm like, I haven't started reading the commitment in America, but I am. Um, Cause I mean, it's a blueprint on what they're going to do. And I think people should be very aware of it and weary of it because it's a lot. Um, but you know what? Also, during the lame duck, um, more tax breaks could be considered um, in addition to an expansion of retirement saving incentives. Um, that would help out a lot of Americans to give them incentives to retire 
to, to you know, to uh, provide more savings for their retirement. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. But right now, you know, there's also the bi- other big elephant in the room, the debt ceiling. Yes. I mean, I don't think we've hit the borrowing um, limit yet from the Treasury Department, but that's something that we're going to have to to do. We're just going to have to, because in the past, it was just, you could just do it. You know, it was procedural. It was easy. You could get it done. Now, Republicans have made it political and partisan, and they will, if they do gain control of the House or you know, of both chambers, they're going to use that as leverage to get what they want for FY23 appropriations and even other, you know, policy initiatives. So, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be quite a ride. I mean, it's just, lame duck is no joke. I mean, it, I mean, it's no joke. I mean, I've gone through lame duck um, when I worked in the Senate. Um, after Hurricane Katrina. And, you know, we were in session until December 23rd, 2025. I mean, I'm sorry, December 23rd, 20, 2005. And, you know, it, it, it just, it wipes you out because you're trying to negotiate additional money for the recovery post-Katrina. And, you know, and you're just getting pushback from every front. And you're and you're thinking like, well, do y'all really want my constituents to not rebuild? You know, and it's just like, and I know what, you know, the Florida delegation, you know, is kind of thinking the same thing, but also take this into consideration. The majority of the Republicans, I think all the Republicans in the Florida delegation, congressional delegation, they voted against the continuing resolution that included money for Hurricane Ian. I mean, Senator Rick Scott of Florida voted no. So, I mean, Rubio wasn't present, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, come on now. I mean, but they're insisting that an emergency supplemental happen. But, you know, with the disaster relief fund, I mean, there was there were several billion dollars in there that can, that will help with the recovery. I mean, it's going to take a long time, but, you know, this is what people are, are are trying to figure out. And remember, there are a lot of healthcare issues that I spoke about earlier that are going to be forefront. And I'm telling you, if the, you know, the pandemic declar- emergency declaration expires today, I, I, I just don't even want to think what's going to happen. I mean, because remember, um, the money for COVID-19 testing that's gone. But the Biden-Harris administration through the Health and Human Services Department, they are trying to repurpose some dollars, reallocating dollars to make sure that, you know, COVID-19 testing is still free. You know, we still have the COVID-19 testing sites um, all across the country. I mean, here in D.C., you know, we have them. We have one in each ward. And we have eight wards in the District of Columbia. But also, I mean, you know, those at-home COVID-19 tests that you, you know, could order from the Postal Service, that's gone. 
I mean, and and I believe I spoke about this on a previous episode. The FDA actually extended the use of expired COVID-19 home tests. So you have an additional three months. But just think about that. I mean, Congress has tried to do another COVID-19 relief package. And I've spoken, you know, to Senate committee staff about this. And I believe that they're going to try again to see if they can get the COVID-19 relief package passed during lame duck, because that's important to all of us. It's just, it's to all of us because, you know, I was reading earlier today that monkeypox is actually, um, cases have declined. <clears throat> but but think about the long-term effects of COVID and about how, you know, we still need those testing sites. We still need to have COVID-19 tests to be free. Um, because remember, no matter where you live, you got to provide your insurance coverage information. I mean, you know, you it goes through the insurance, but you don't have to pay for it. And just think about that. I mean, because there, there, there are there are going to be some. There already are impacts of COVID nineteen for those that have gotten it. It's called long COVID, and you know the impacts from that. I mean, I don't even want to even get into it, but they need to make sure that another COVID-19 relief package is considered during lame duck. We can get it done. We got to get it done. Cause there's just, I mean, there's just so much information um, that's out there. And um, I got to tell you, I mean, we, we just got to get this done. So I hope that, you know, you'll take a look at the history of lame duck sessions in Congress. Um, they actually have some pretty good information on Senate.gov. And um, it's quite fascinating. I mean, you know, they have, there's actually <clears throat> um, a CRS report on lame duck sessions of Congress from 1935 to 2018. I mean, can you believe that? I'm like, seriously, I mean, that is just phenomenal. I mean, it's, I mean, it just is. I mean, I, 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 I just, I'm like, I'm amazed. I'm like how they have kept track of that. And, you know, there's been so much stuff that has been done during a lame duck session. I mean, you know, one of the other things that you should consider is like, so when, when a president is about to leave office after his four-year term and we go into, you know, the lame duck, some presidents will actually sneak in like a lot of like regulatory uh, stuff or, you know, or look at the pardons, the presidential pardons. That happens. I mean, anything can happen during lame duck. Seriously, anything can happen in lame duck. And it, I mean, it's exciting. I'm not going to, I'm like, for me, because I'm geeking out here. Lame duck is when 
you can go full throttle up on the hill. And you, if you already have like a piece of legislation that you have, you know, socialized with House and Senate staff, um, and they're in agreement. And then if you can negotiate that becoming a part of an omnibus appropriations bill or in another um, like big package that they want to, that they want to get done, it can get done. I mean, it really can. I mean, cause really, to be honest with you, all bets are off when it comes to lame duck because it's that time of year where everybody, and I mean, everybody is seeking a way to push their legislative agenda forward before they adjourn signing die. I mean, like I said, anything could happen. I mean, there's been some crazy crap. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. There's been some crazy stuff that has gone on during lame duck. And I can tell you it's exciting. Some of you probably were like, this, this girl crazy. She crazy. She touched. And I, what I mean by touch, because I'm a Southerner and I'm I'm proud to be a Southerner. Um, but those of us in the South, we call people touched. We do not call them crazy because that is not, that's a rude word. Crazy is a, a rude word. I I say touched because touched means that, you know, oh, You've been touched by something and, you know, or you got the vapors. But I digress. I honestly think that, you know, things will get done during the lame duck session. But let me go back again. I'm going to repeat this. It is contingent on the midterm election outcome. It is. And... Like I said, I'm like, it's my hope. And I think it's looking like Democrats will keep the Senate. Because right now they only have, I think, like a dozen that are up for re-election this cycle. And the Republicans have more than that, twice as that amount. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. The House, I mean, the House is still in play. I don't know. I mean, for me, I've been thinking that the Republicans will likely take back the House, but I think their majority will not be large. But that doesn't matter. What matters is if you got 218 plus, then you will do the majority in the House. Because you need 218 to pass anything. You need 218 votes. So... If they go beyond 218, or somebody said 270, um, but I'll get into that um, my um, my next episode, which is about a preview of the 2022 midterm elections and utilizing a crystal ball, so to speak. So we'll keep you posted on that. I hope you enjoy that episode when I when when it's released and when I record it. But anyway, let's get back to lame duck. So I think a lot of you should keep a lookout on all the different articles about, you know, what's been going on um, with lame duck and what people are trying to get past. I mean, these are like must pass bills. See, that's the thing. 
when it comes down to crunch time and must pass bills, if you've already socialized and shopped around, you know, a particular legislative policy or a bill, you have a better chance of getting it attached to a must pass bill. So I honestly think a must pass bill is the National Defense Authorization Act. And a lot of folks are going to try and attach things to it. And, and that's along with, you know, the FY23 appropriations. And then remember, you know, what's going to be included in, you know, the omnibus appropriations bill is a community project funding. Or as we formally called it, earmarks. But earmarks is a dirty word. Um, you know, that's critical funding that goes directly to nonprofits, to cities, you know, counties, parishes, states. So, you know, it's one-time funding. But I'm just telling you, you know, and and, and on top of that, we got to keep the government operating. We, we just do. Because, you know, they're, you know, we got to worry about, you know, airports, the, you know, the transportation security agency to make sure that we have, you know, TSA working at the airports, um, you know, our highways, our bridges, housing, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, you know, it runs the gambit, you know, law enforcement funding, you know, immigration. Oh, oh that's another thing, you know, I don't, I mean, I haven't heard anything further about this, but like immigration reform. I mean, somebody may try and bring that up during lame duck. All I'm telling you is this. It's going to be the wild, wild west during lame duck. It is. It's going to be the wild, wild west. And everybody here in D.C. and specifically on K Street, K Street is where what is affectionately known as where all the lobbyists are. Not all lobbying firms are on K Street, but that's what everybody, the majority of them are, but not all. I mean, you know, my firm is not on K Street. Um, you know, our office is on Capitol Hill on the Senate side. So, you know, y'all should just watch and just see, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, you really, you really should, because I mean, this is this is an exciting time. I mean, just think about this. This is actually going to be the start of the 2024 presidential election cycle. That's scary as I don't know what. I mean, I remember, shoot, back in 2020 when I, I early voted and um, at Nat Stadium here in D.C. I mean, you know, I can't believe it's been that. I mean, it's been two years already. But, you know, starting next year, you know, that's when the, pre the 2024 presidential cycle starts. And it, I mean, that in itself is going to be interesting. And so, you know, I know the president has, you know, outlined like what he would like, you know, to see get done. Um, and we hope that that will happen. But you know what? Like I said earlier, all bets are off. And I only mentioned a few um, items that may come to fruition during Lame Duck 2022. But 
as always, as I said, it's contingent on the outcome of the midterms. And as I said earlier, yeah, we may not know some of these races until January. And I know that's going to infuriate a lot of people. And also remember, we had redistricting in congressional districts. Just remember that. Some states um, got new congressional seats. Some states lost congressional seats. But just think about that because, I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a different makeup in the new 118th Congress when they reconvene January 3rd, 2023. And I got to tell you, it's, 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 it's never a dull moment. It's never a dull moment. So my citizen legislators, I'm going to wrap this up because lame duck sometimes can be lame, but to me, it's not. I hope you don't find it lame, but I do appreciate you taking the time to listen and follow along with me and to geek out with me because I love this stuff. It's my life. I love it. I live, sleep, drink, eat politics. I mean, I love it. Not gonna lie. I love it. So with that said, thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, you Make sure that you see us on all social media platforms that have podcasts. And I want y'all to have a good day. Thanks again. 